0: The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. 207 2276 Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. I hope
1: you want to give me a call I got a lot of things in my mind here thinking about what to talk about if you guys don't call in because I got some stuff I've been working on and um, thinking about talking about it but maybe not we'll see but if you want to give me a call all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276 and uh, you know Google Analytics changed uh, something and now I can't get all my numbers that bothers me I wish they wouldn't do stuff like that things work fine hey let's change it so you can't see your old numbers and you can't see everything so I'm just i uh, uh, I'm just kinda whining about that a little bit and yes uh, the uh, everything should be working all the sound is good this sounds good and everything is there and uh, yeah it's working so anyway hope you guys can hear me if you want to give me a
0: call all you gotta do all you gotta do
1: is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six we have five open lines also just to let you know we are doing a um, year end the month of december matching funds drive so if you want to support us now's a great time to do that if you uh, give twenty dollars it will be matched with another twenty so whatever you donate will be doubled and all you've got to do to uh, to do that is go to Carm.org forward slash donate and uh, right there you can have all the information you want just to let you know we moved away from uh, PayPal so uh, we have a new way of of doing things because PayPal as it turns out um, PayPal uh, threatens uh, the conservatives uh, they say, if you give misinformation, of course, it's same to the conservatives, because the liberals never give misinformation, because they're always teaching the conspiracy stuff, you know, the Russia stuff and uh, wokeism. And if we say, yeah, these are, these are problems, oh, that's misinformation, and then we get penalized. So uh, a lot of people just abandoned ship on PayPal. We did, too. And uh, that's the way that is. So we're not using them. So if you want to give me a call, uh, you know, and, and uh, we can talk about that or some other stuff uh eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven, six, we have three open lines, and I just want to remind you that if you want to do support us please we we do ask that five dollars a month is what we ask. We're trying to get a thousand people to do that, and there'd be five thousand a month coming in that would uh, help us meet our bills so that uh, everybody could get paid because one of us now in the ministry won't say who it is has not been paid, and uh, that's just how it works sometimes, but we want to make sure that we uh, are still working hard to further the kingdom of God, and um, we are distrusting him. I hope you are doing that too. I know it's pretty tough for everybody. I hope $5 a month isn't too much. All right, having said all of that, I think what we could probably do is just jump on to... Uh, let's just jump on to the phone. Let's get to Evan from Raleigh, North Carolina. Evan, welcome. You are on the
0: air. Hey, Matt. Um, hey. Just have a question for you. Kind of a Christmas related question that my wife mm-hmm. mentioned a couple weeks ago that I'd all never right. thought of before. And she asked me if Jesus resembled Mary at all or oh, if of course. he got. DNA from Mary, and I was wondering, kind of my only, the only objection I could think of was if um, he would have inherited anything, would he have not also inherited her sin nature? Um, yeah. But I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, he probably resembled her because it was her genetics, so uh, there's that, and, and not a problem. Uh, we don't know exactly what he would have looked like because uh, the other part of the genetics God arranged, manifested, whatever you would to call it in the birth. And as far as original sin goes, it looks like the issue of original sin deals with the propagation of the sin nature through the Father. So Adam and Eve were in the garden. She oh. sinned first, but sin entered through Adam, Romans 5.12. And this a doctrine called federal headship. So in federal headship, the male represents the descent, it's not the female. That's very clearly taught in Scripture and uh, if people are curious about that they could go to CARM and they could look up a federal headship and I've written on it uh, about about a bunch of stuff. So um, if uh, he did not have a biological father as in Joseph then the implication is that the sin line was uh, dismissed
0: at, at him. Okay. Okay, great. That is super helpful. I hadn't thought of it that way. And yeah. yeah, I realize not not the most important question, but just thought it'd be interesting to get your take on that, and that was super helpful. Uh, so thank you. Yeah,
1: well, no, those are good questions. You know, uh, particularly about Jesus and the sin nature, and, and it's a very important question. So it's it, yeah, people have okay. asked it over the years, and it's a good question. I've written an article on it as well. Uh, at least I believe I have. I've written so many articles, thousands. I've written over five thousand articles. <laughs> I can't remember some yeah. of the stuff I've written. So yeah, you know, okay good stuff great man. well good. thank you so much you're, you're thinking you're welcome very much <laughs> hope, all right. have hope you have a good day all right hey we have four open lines if you want to give me a call 877-207-2276 let's get to Kevin from upstate New York welcome you are on the air
2: shalom Matt how you
1: doing bro oh by God's grace doing well a lot better than I deserve that's for sure
2: Uh, So, I have a question for you.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I think there's an echo.
1: Okay. Are you there? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I hear you now, yeah. Okay, you said you had a question? great. I'm I'm ready. Okay.
2: Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to be talking with a black Hebrew Israelite on my YouTube channel. And I know he doesn't believe in the deity of Christ, so what I was going to do is I was going to try to take him through Scripture show how God created everything, and then I was going to show him how Colossians teaches that Jesus created everything, and then I was also going to use the resurrection account to, to show that God, it says God raised him from the dead. It also says the Spirit raised him from the dead. It says Jesus raised himself. But anyway, as I was getting, going through the scriptures to put this stuff together for him so I could uh, go over with him tomorrow, I was looking at Genesis 1-1, right, where it said God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I know some translations put it as heavens, and so it's has nothing to do with what I'm going to be talking to him about, but I was curious, is why are some translations putting it as heaven and others put it as heavens? I was trying to look and see if it was a plural um, word, and I couldn't find an answer to it. So I was wondering if you could help me out with that.
1: Yes, it is in the plural. Uh, it's samayim, uh, and it's in the plural. And it's the heavens. So no problem. But you have to understand that in the Jewish cosmology, there are three heavens. The Jewish right. thought of three heavens, uh, this is the Mormons who need to hear this. So the uh, the first level, or the first heaven, is, is where we uh, walk, where the wind is, where the clouds are, where the birds fly. The second heaven is where uh, the sun and the moon and the stars are. And the third heaven is a dwelling place of God. So the created the heavens would not be the creating his own d- dwelling or a dwelling place, but it would be in, probably in reference to the first and second, just the material world, and that's all that's talking about. It's not a, not a big deal. Okay?
2: Okay, because I, I know that same word in other parts of Scripture is translated only as heaven. Like, they don't always translate it heavens, like, plural. Why is that?
1: Well, we have to see the context of each one to see what's going on sometimes in translations what they want to do is get the meaning across instead of the literalness and when the problem with the meaning is that it becomes the meaning of what the translator thinks it means and that's a problem sometimes but on the other hand a literal uh, translation can also have a problem because for example when it says in the Old Testament that God clears his nostrils at you well, let's, let's write that out literally. We wouldn't know what that idiom means, but what it means is he's angry. And so they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, he, you know, God's anger burned against them. He cleared his nostrils at them. And uh, that's just, you know, an old idiom in the Jewish context back then. So there are advantages and disadvantages to being literal and versus meaning. So no, neither one is perfect. Uh, when we go to the English. So what i like to do is uh, use interlinears, and you can do it at BibleHub and blueletterbible.com. Find interlinears, and interlinear is the, the English uh, and the Hebrew or the Greek, depending where you're at in the Bible. Uh, gives a literal uh, transliteration of the word. Like I'm looking at my Bible program. It says heavens, and then it has the Hebrew word, and then the transliteration, samayim. And then I have underneath it, I put my mouse over it, it's a noun, common, masculine, plural, and absolute. Underneath that, it's number 8064. And then I can just take the 8064, put it into a search thing, 8064, and the word occurs 421 times in the Old Testament. And then I can look. And so it's rendered as sky, heaven, heavens, because there's cognates like actor, actors, actress, actresses, those are cognates of the same word. And so heaven, is, and, uh, you know, any word, has cognates, and that's what's going on there. So you can have a different rendition of it, t- depending on the context. Make sense?
0: Yeah, because
2: I... See, I use Blue Letter Bible. Good. Um, and, yeah, I can click on the, the Strong's number they got here. But, see, when I'm reading... It just it tells me a list of definitions that they use. Um, if I go down here, it says beginning chief. They say compare it to the Syriac Deuteronomy 33. Mm-hmm. See, but they don't tell me whether it's singular or plural. But like, if they do, I can't find where that is on the website because this is like well, the main resource I have when looking into the original languages: is BlueLetterBible.org.
1: Yeah, and what program so you do you go, use? Because I don't have that.
2: This is it free,
1: or do you just pay for it? I do Logos, and it's it's a, it's not cheap. Okay, it's just not cheap. And okay. uh, so, if I were to go to Genesis, like I'm in the Literal Bible, Genesis one one, and the King James, whatever, yep. uh, create the heaven, and I'm going to look at the tools next to it, and then I'll go down to yep. heaven, and on the right hand side, it. Uh, of that it says on the left it says phrase 8064 has the Hebrew on the right it has HTD forward slash NCMPA you put your mouse over that and that and a pop-up will show you the, uh, the, the the parsing let's just call it that for now the parsing it's a participle definite article noun common masculine plural absolute and this has linguistic significance so when I say to my wife who speaks French and, I speak, and I'm i pretty good at Spanish and I'll say to her what's the present active indicative first person singular of the verb to eat and she will just tell it to me because I'm asking for a very specific thing so I know the form in that construction so the present, pa- uh, uh, present active indicative first person singular of to eat is I eat and then this second person is you eat. Third person is he, she, or it eats. And then third person plural is they eats. Right. And uh, so, so, do you, so do you, I do would you, say,
2: that uh, where it says strong definition, see how it yeah, says uh, Shamayim, It says rule of a new singular. They why don't they talk about it being plural? Like I, I don't see where it says that. I'm,
1: don't I'm don't that use the King James. Just don't use the King James. That's all. And, you, know, King James causes problems. Okay. And it well, I, does.
2: I like the, the Texas Receptus. But I'm not King
1: James Well, I'm just telling you, King James. Uh, you know, it, it causes problems like this. And there's some other places where the King James is is pretty bad. Titus two thirteen it uh, doesn't render the Greek properly. And the Granville Sharp Rule, Romans five eighteen, it blows it. Um, and but it's you know, but it's a it's a great Bible. But if you want real serious study, NASB is where you want to go. we got to go. There's a break. Okay, buddy? Got to go. All right, All right man. For my call, man. All right. God bless. Hey, folks, four open lines. If you want to call me, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Please
0: stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the show. I just want to give you a reminder. We have three online schools. If you want to check them out, you can go to learn.carm.org. Just learn, you know, to learn something. Three schools, one on Christian theology, one on apologetics, and one on... um, Uh, Critical thinking. So I'll tell you, you learn what's in there. You're going to learn a lot, and it's made easy and simple and step by step. So if you think I can't learn that stuff, oh yes, you can. It's one lesson at a time, and I build one upon the other and uh, teach a lot of stuff. So there you go. If you want to check it out, all right. Let's get on the phone with Nelson from Bakersfield, that's in California. Welcome, brother. You're on the air.
0: Bendiciones,
3: Mateo, hermano Mateo.
1: what do you got, man? Yeah, I got a
3: I got a question. Um i um I think I I know I called the wall back and asked this question and no I have a little bit more uh more I gotta say more questions. That's okay. Uh in if you go to if you can help me in Matthew third I'm oh, sorry, Matthew eight, uh, verse I think it's verse uh, twelve. If you can bring Matthew, that up real quick,
1: Matthew eight twelve. Okay.
3: Yes, Matthew And the 8, sons 12. of
1: kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. In that place, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um. No. Um. Because a friend of mine, remember? I think I, I don't really remember, but I uh, a friend of mine, a brother in the Lord. Um, he believes that that refers to. It connects with First uh, uh, Corinthians three, um, verse ten through fifteen, where uh, the ones that build on hay, wood, and, and stubble, I think,
0: mm-hmm. and okay. their
3: evidence will be burned up. Mm-hmm. So, um, with is, is it is it connected with the um, with the? So I told him.
1: In Matthew connected with the what?
3: 13.
1: You said, is it connected um, with the, and then you didn't finish. Okay, so I'll, I want
0: to know. Connected with, so, yeah,
3: that's, that's, okay. what, that's what I'm getting. Is it connected with um, Matthew 13, 40, 30, I'm sorry, 41 and 42, where it says.
1: Matthew. Matthew and, okay. Yeah. Takes out of his kingdom. Yeah. Was, the, the wicked.
3: Because mm-hmm. I, I told them, I think that I think I think there's a connection there. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: I'm not sure what you're getting at yet. So in First Corinthians 3, 10 through 15, it talks about uh, those people who do not trust in the, in the true Lord, and their works are not in harmony with what God has designed. They're usually selfish. They're not saved, and so what they've done is, is uh, will be destroyed. Then there's also an interpretation dealing with if you are a Christian and you have uh, you know done a lot of things for selfish reasons even as a Christian, then those good works, for the selfish reasons, will just be burned up on the day of judgment you'll suffer loss of reward. Now in Matthew, you mentioned Matthew 12, I believe it was, and the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness, and uh, the weeping and gnashing of teeth, uh, well that's judgment upon those who have rejected the Messiah, and in Matthew 13. Thirty through roughly forty-five is talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares, and the wheat are the good and the tares are the bad. The wheat are the you know, and yeah. so uh, the first ones taken are not the good but the bad, and they're the ones who were taken out of God's kingdom, because Jesus interprets the parable starting in verse forty of Matthew thirteen, and so uh, he says, "Let well, both go together till the time of the end, and I'll say to the reapers, first gather the tares and burn them and bund bundle them up." Uh, I think it's Matthew 13.30. And so uh, this is eschatological here in Matthew 13 and is tied to the return of Christ and the taking of the good, but the, the taking of the good is preceded by the taking of the bad. And that's consistent with Matthew 24.37 uh, uh, through the end of the chapter and Luke 17.26 uh, through the end of the chapter. Where you know two men are in the field, one is taken, one is left. the ones who are taken are the wicked. it's not the good who are taken It's a commonly yes. misunderstood verse, so this is all consistent and there's a harmonious uh teaching there now we're talking also about the new covenant and some other stuff in there, but long story short, those who trusted in Christ don't go to hell, those who have not trusted in Christ will go to hell and then uh, the eschatological reign when uh, the when the Lord returns, the wicked will be the ones who are taken out of the kingdom first and cast into the lake of fire, and then new, where the, those who are alive remain will be caught up, and then um, new heavens and new earth are made. Okay.
3: Okay, yeah, because um, he um, interpreted it where uh, um, that those who, um, right there on uh, verse 12 of Matthew 8, it says they're thrown into outer darkness and where they'll be yeah. weeping and gnashing of teeth Mm-hmm. And um, he, he believes that those are believers who are going to be purified for a thousand years.
1: Yeah, that's heresy. During the millennia. Yeah, that's heresy. And so uh, that is a false so, teaching.
3: Uh, yeah, exactly. So I was just yeah. like that. You know. And no. so, um, I know. That it's he, false teaching. So,
1: Let me explain so, why. No one is purified through their own suffering. They're purified through the blood of Christ, God in flesh, who died on the cross. And anyone who would teach that we have to go to some place of outer darkness for a period of time to suffer for our sins and be purified and then we go to heaven is teaching damnable heresy. It's denying the true gospel. And there are a lot of groups and people who teach this. And Roman Catholicism teaches it. Mormonism teaches it. And other groups teach a form of punishment and purification in the afterlife. And when you've suffered accordingly, then you're made worthy to go be with God. And this is earning salvation by your works, by yeah. your suffering. And that's a false doctrine. And that's what all the false religions teach. No, yeah, I mean, when, when he really broke
3: it down to me a while back, I'm all, bro, that, that's like you're teaching purgatory, right there, that which is not, that's not, in, not in the Bible.
1: Right, purgatory, also that's, Mormonism teaches the outer darkness for a thousand years and that relationship of them. And uh, purification, yeah, Catholicism teaches it. I believe Eastern Orthodoxy has something similar to it. I was talking to someone recently. I forgot who, what group he was in. Yeah. Taught something else like that. You know, you're purified for a little while in the afterlife. Okay. And uh, the, oh yeah, and Muslims. Uh, I actually talked to a guy, which to my surprise, uh, I gotta verify this. He said it's commonly commonly held in more in uh, Islam. And it, really, you know that there's basically different levels of being a good Muslim. All Muslims end up going to paradise. <laughs> he said. I don't, I don't, you know, buy this. But anyway, I got to verify it. And yeah. so he said, all Muslims go to heaven, eventually go to paradise. But those who are bad Muslims have to go to a place of purification, and they suffer for a while, are purified, and then when they're they're ready, then they're enabled to to go up and be with God. This is man-centered theology. It's it's something that man would wow. come up with, not with God. God, is infinitely holy, you don't earn your place with Him by by your goodness. That's an invention of, of human thought and only the the Christian Trinitarian God which is a unique theological perspective in all of theology and all of it all over the world uh, teaches uh, that the absolute necessity of God's work is the only means by which we can be saved and our sins forgiven and not through our sincerity and repentance and anything only through the work of God and he even grants that we have that faith Philippians 129 so he gets all the glory and he saves whom he will he's the one who
3: grants repentance
1: as well Second 2 Timothy 2.25. Yeah. That's right, brother. And the faith that he mm-hmm. grants us is to believe in Jesus. John 6.29. And there's the music. So we got to get going. Amen. Right?
3: Uh, All okay, right, brother. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. All
1: right. Okay, you too. God bless. We'll be right back, folks, after these messages. Please stay tuned.
0: matt slick live taking your calls at 877-207-2276 here's matt slick all right but welcome back to the show three open lines
1: if you want to give me a call all you gotta do is dial 877-207-2276 let's get to joanne from north carolina joanne welcome you're on the air hey hey joanne how are you doing
4: Um, well, I'm not going to take your time. Oh, there's That's bad right. feedback. Um, but okay. you didn't Sound see right. in the chat. I've been I've been banned from the show.
2: <laughs> You've been banned
0: for the By show. I, I don't know
1: how that happened because <laughs> we didn't do it. But everybody, this is Joanne. She works with us, and uh, she runs the prayer ministry on Carm. So, um, well, nobody don't know.
2: In their
4: prayers no?
1: Well, they can sell you know, prayer at karm.org, and it gets to you, and you take care of it. So what we can do is let Laura know, and uh, maybe Charlie, and they can figure it out. Um, so that's that's <laughs> so that's so what I would say, is call them up and see. If, just tell them. Because I don't know what you mean by, by band. I mean, do you mean on the YouTube account, the Facebook account, the Twitter account, or what?
4: Facebook. Facebook.
1: Well, uh, okay. And Facebook at what? metcarm.org org or Matt Slick or what?
4: Well, i get the notifications, you know, that it's coming on. And so yes. when I, I'm always sitting here holding to, to talk to y'all, and mm-hmm. it said, you're banned. And um, <laughs> it, it told me why. And it you had read hate mail. And you know how we all chat and make jokes out of yes. the hate mail? Uh-huh. Well, Mm-hmm. Well, I did that. I, I made fun <laughs> of the hate mail. And um, con, Bill cannot be there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I said, Freaking don't make me come to Texas. You know how I always tell you I'm on my way to NASA?
1: <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Well, you know what? They usually will, will give you a two-week uh, you know, a spanking. <laughs> You're out for a couple of what weeks. Is- so, I don't, oh, Just try another <laughs> Facebook account. Or try another, yeah, another account, and you'd get in that way. It's all, just no big deal. And you well, can use a, a VPN. On,
4: I got on, oh, Ned, you know you're talking French to me. But I got on Matt, and I said, <laughs> this is Joanne, and I'm banned. And okay. you didn't see it. And so Laura saw it and put a wow face, and I okay. said, tell him. And then I thought, well, she doesn't know the whole story. But it's well, Tom's okay. fault. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, uh, I got uh, one of my shows kicked off the air last week when because we, a kid called up and he talked about uh, vaccines. We think that that's why they took that show off. They gave us a warning. Yeah, so we're moving into uh, we're going to move to to rumble and some other stuff. We're tired of the the Gestapo mentality of uh, of the left. So that's in the works. All right. But,
4: well, yeah. it, they said I'm violent.
1: <laughs> <Are> you?
4: <laughs> that's impossible.
0: Yes.
1: <clears throat> but, yeah that's impossible but uh yeah it's it's just they're just leftist wacko morons you know you, you can't even say a joke and uh then they, they get on you and then they have this you know misinformation czar crud that they go through and you don't say something perfectly according to what they think is true this is uh it's really bad yeah I'm working on a, on something about this on a theological logical, Analysis of the necessity of the Trinity as it relates to the one in the many and truth values among other things in the created world and the um, and the non-material world and how if unity and Plurality are not equally ultimate then we get exactly what we get on 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 YouTube and Facebook. I know I said a lot of stuff there, but uh, I'm working on it. Make it make sense
4: well, I feel bad because I'll, don't I'll, them, here I am, violent, and leading a prayer team, <laughs> and and I, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. You are not
1: violent. There's no way.
4: I'll, I will try not to be violent.
1: <laughs> well, that was just a joke. You know what you could do is just, just summarize it in letters. You know, don't make me come out there. I've said it on the air to people. Don't make me come out there. You know, and uh, I've said that before, and people, you know, you chuckle. But the left looks for excuses. You know to uh, to you know do their their uh, their lockstep uh, stuff you can tell I have no no trust in the left whatsoever so we just have to deal well, with it I, I they're the ones in don't. power right now because Christians have other jobs but anyway go ahead
4: but I I just I'm sorry and I, I, I just I nothing to be sorry, I'm so
1: sorry. Nothing,
4: nothing to be sorry about
1: so just get another account and just, just come visit us on another account They'll tell the the uh, until the
4: uh well i can watch it on passes. television but i can't they won't let me talk
1: well, man, an door. what an open door i gotta be careful what i say now oh, i can really <laughs> say some stuff get myself in trouble um yeah I'm fine. oh darn. you better be
4: careful what you say to that's me that's
1: right better be careful
4: i'll be on that's my right. way to napa
1: that's right see there you go <laughs> All right.
4: I'll be I'll be bringing Greek sandwiches.
1: That's right. That's right. I get threatened with those all the time, from you ladies. <laughs> okay. That's all right.
4: Well, I miss y'all. I miss y'all. I really do, and I'm so I, I feel bad.
1: Don't worry about it. Sign up for another but, Facebook account. Just go. In. That's all you got to do. All right. And if that doesn't well, work, just do a I, get a, a, a free I just VPN.
4: What's I that? disputed it and told them that it was a joke and that they could even ask you, yeah. but they're not going to ask you.
1: No, they don't care. No, they're not going to trust trust me or anybody. They're just leftist morons <laughs> the and they're commies, socialists. Uh, they've been brainwashed by the the uh, the media and the school system, and so uh, you know, it's just it's bad news. Okay. Be careful! Okay, well.
4: They're going to take me and
1: you both off. Yeah, who cares? i got more important and things
4: And I see to do. Don't a difference the in the shelf and the room, and I can't even tell you.
1: That's all right. Don't worry about it. You can just text Laura, and then she can put it in there. It's, we'll work around it. But we're going to try to get Rumble going, and then that'll be where we're going to be going uh, mostly. Okay? It'll happen. We may have to Well, happy
4: birthday, whatever. Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.
1: All right. There you go. Okay.
4: <laughs> and a happy Valentine.
1: Okay. Well, thanks a lot, I, mean, I might be back good, on before that. Oh, hopefully.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. See y'all later.
1: Okay, we'll see y'all. God, God bless. Okay. Whoops. That's Joanne, and she runs the prayer ministry. And uh, if you want, you need prayers. You know, during these holidays, all you got to do is uh, just email us at prayer at karm.org and uh, she heads it up. And there's a prayer team, and she takes it and takes the prayer requests and gives them to different people, and they they pray. They actually have a prayer team. All right, let's get to Josh from Buford, South Carolina. Welcome, you're on the air.
3: Hey, Matt. Hey.
2: Hey, so I have a question. I was in a, I'm in a discipleship group with three other guys, and this Mm -hmm. question came up towards the end of our meeting, Mm -hmm. and
3: um, I was wondering your opinion on it. So, the question is, can
2: God's actions be influenced by our prayers?
1: That's a very good question, and it's a very difficult one to answer. Um, there are different yeah. ways we could answer it. If you go to James five sixteen, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So what James is telling us is that our prayers can accomplish things. Well, wait a minute. How do our prayers accomplish something if God, from all eternity, has decreed whatsoever shall come to pass? I don't know how that works. It's above my pay grade. But we know that the more we pray, the more things are affected. So there seems to be a way that God has ordained that we who pray affect him. But when we pray, it's because he wants us to pray, and he works us to pray what he wants us to pray, to affect him from all eternity. And yet we're freely doing it. So there's different ways of looking at it, and it's a difficult question. So what we do is by faith say, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. We believe it, we don't understand how it all works, which is okay, and we move forward. That's all. Nope, well, not a big deal. Okay? Okay. Yeah. So it's a good question, and I don't have a great answer. I have halfway semi-competent answers that raise questions when we look at them. How about that?
2: <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it.
1: All right. Sounds good, buddy. God bless. Okay. See, his The issue he's talking about there, I won't get into it deeply here, but it talks is about God's eternal knowledge eternal decrees all that exists exists because of his will but there's different levels of will decretive prescriptive and permissive and what he ordains and what he permits but what he permits is a form of ordination but what he permits is not directly caused then we get into the issue of um, Of efficient causation, proximate and ultimate causation is how these things relate. And then we ask, how can God ordain all of these things and yet our prayers influence him? And we just say, I don't know. And yet God ordains, get this, God ordains that our prayers accomplish much with him. Because it's what he wanted to accomplish by our prayers from eternity past. So they work. A lot of discussions have been had over the years about that topic. Let's uh, get the phone number out, 877 207 Let's get to Brandon from Richmond, Virginia. Welcome. You're on the air. Oops, there's a break. Hey, Matt, how hey are Brandon. you? I'm fine. There's a break. Bad timing. Can you hold on? And We'll be right back after the break. Okay, sure, buddy? Okay. All right. Hey, folks, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 We'll be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Hope you're enjoying
1: the show so far. <coughs> wow, well, hold on. Wow, got caught up with a cough out of nowhere. Sorry about that. I was going to let you know that on the last week of December, we won't be on the air at all. We're taking that week off. And... um Coming back on January 3rd, and uh, January 2nd is the 18-year anniversary of me starting radio five days a week. Eighteen years, been doing radio so uh, five days a week, but did I did two years of radio one day a week before that. So, uh, 20 years of radio, I guess you could say. Tomorrow, at, uh, let's see, I think it's uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be on and Sat TV, and we'll be discussing uh, how the world is uh and transgenderism and depravity and things like that so we'll be talking about it on the ab and sat uh tv and so the best things going on yeah good stuff and so if you want to support us please consider doing that all you got to do is go to carm.org C-A-R-M.org, forward slash donate and um you can help us out whatever you do donate Will be matched with, uh, a, you know, a matching fund drive. We have that for the month of December. If you're interested in supporting us, and we do ask that you would give us five dollars a month. Even if you do that, then um, you know, that'll be matched for that year and also we have three online schools all you got to do is go to learn.com.org org, and we have some schools for $33 each you can get something for what you donate and uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there I'll tell you there is there's a lot of good stuff in there so if you want to check those out let's get to Brandon from Richmond Virginia Brandon sorry about that earlier all right man you're on the air
2: uh, no worries um, I had a question yeah you, uh, you were speaking to a guy uh a couple of uh, guests back in regards to the wheat and tares and but, uh, the angels gather up uh, wheat and tares out of the kingdom. My question is, which, what kingdom is that? And where is that kingdom located in context uh, of the Bible verse? Well, that, that's... that he comes back and sets up his kingdom, or...
1: That's the question. So, I'm what's called an amillennialist, which means that we believe we're in the kingdom reign of Christ now. The premillennialists believe that in uh, in the future there'll be a literal one thousand year period, and so the question right. then becomes: um, When does Matthew thirteen, uh, Matthew 20, Luke seventeen, Matthew twenty four, Luke Matthew thirteen? When did they come into effect? When you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. For they were eating, they were drinking, they were giving in marriage, till it, uh, the day that Noah entered the ark, the flood came and took them all away. As Matthew 24, Luke 17 says, the flood came and destroyed them all. So the ones who were uh, taken are the wicked. And in Luke 17, they ask, uh, you know, "Where are they taken? He answers. Jesus tells them, where the body is, the vultures gather. So the question then is, okay, when does this work? How does it work? If it's the premillennial view, what they would say, generally speaking, is that is the kingdom of God during that thousand years. And that as people rise up and war against God, then he will take them out of his 1,000-year reign com- uh, kingdom, and he'll destroy them. That's what that is. But they can't use uh, you know, one in the field one is taken as pre-tribulation rapture because it's not about that at all. And they usually do that. They rip it out of context. I'm so amazed at how, how people do that and never look at the context, never do parallel searching, and never find out what's really being taught. That's really a bad, bad sign uh, for a lot of churches that can't get that. But nevertheless, in the amillennial position, which is the position I hold, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's just the position I hold, is that we are in the reign of Christ now because he is prophet, priest, and he is king. And he is reigning right now with us. And he says that, uh, that his kingdom is not of this world, but the kingdom he's talking about is a spiritual world. It's not in the physical It's among the people in whom he is the king and the lord in this world. And so he has that sovereignty in that sense, and that's the omeletal position. And that, uh, so we get to Matthew 13, then we see, well, that means is at the end of this age that the wicked are taken. So each position has strengths and weaknesses. I'll just tell you that. Yep. They do.
3: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Yep. No one position answers at all. You know, and and like I said, I'm non millennialist and I, I believe it for different reasons, uh, and I don't think they can answer the questions that I would raise. But then there's others who say, well, they can't answer the, I can't answer the questions they raise, and so we go back and forth. We smile and we just say, well, we'll find out one day, you know, and um, and that's okay with me. All right.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: All right, Brandon. God bless.
2: Okay. God bless
1: you too. Hey, we have five open lines. Nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 Let me share something with you. This is, uh, I'm going to read Luke 17. So if you've got nobody waiting. And uh, go to Luke seventeen twenty six. I believe it is. Let's see. And it says, just as it happened in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were being given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot uh, Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the, uh, the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed on that day the one who is on the housetop and whose goods are in the house must not go down to take them out and likewise the one who is on the field out in the field, excuse me, must not turn back remember Lot's wife whoever seeks to keep his life will lose it whoever loses his life will preserve it I tell you on that night there will be two in one bed one will be taken and the other will be left there will be two women grinding at the same place one will be taken and the other will be left two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other will be left. And answering answered they said to him, Where Lord? And he said to them, Where the body is there also the vultures will be gathered. Whoa. So it looks like the wicked are the ones who were taken. You know, two men in the field, one is taken, one is left. And when we uh, take this and we go to let's see where is it Uh, Revelation 16 13 now what I'm going to do is read it and I'm going to have a little fun Uh, I'm going to introduce a concept and see if you think it fits now I'm not saying this is true I'm just saying interesting it's just an interesting relationship and that's all I'm doing is just bringing this out for an interesting relationship frogs jump, don't they? Frogs hop over one thing, then another, then over another thing. Revelation 16:13, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. And they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty behold I'm coming like a thief blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men will not see his shame and they, the frogs, gathered them together to the place which in Hebrew is called Armageddon alright now, just going to have fun with this one is taken, one is left the three unclean spirits go out and gather them for Armageddon gathered to a place called Armageddon now in Matthew twenty four and Luke seventeen, the you know one taken one is left. That's the wicked. And in the end of Luke seventeen, where are they taken? Where the body is the vultures gather. So just asking the question Could it be that Matthew twenty four, Luke uh, seventeen is talking about this event of Revelation sixteen? where the unclean spirits like frogs, the wicked, go out to gather people for Armageddon, which is where the bodies and the vultures will get, will be. Could it be? Two men in a field, one is taken, one is left. That's the wicked and what are taken is the place of Armageddon. Now I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting parallel. Now I'm not gonna die in that hill and say you know that is the truth. That's what you gotta believe. I don't do that. I say here's some interesting information. What do you think of this? and to me that's rather intriguing. I learned this from somebody else years ago and I remember thinking, wow, the unclean spirits like frogs go out to gather them together. And I've known for years and years that the the issue of two men in a field, one is taken, one is left. And, well, that's a pre-trib rapture. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I'll debate anybody on that one. It's just not. It's not, it's not what it is. Just read the context and you'll find out it's not. And so that what bothers me is that they don't read the context. So many people. Now not, that doesn't disprove pre-trib rapture. It just means those verses can't be used for it. That's all that means. Now, since we also have this Revelation 16: 13 through 16 uh, pericope, where the three unclean spirits, uh, like frogs, go out. Wait a minute. Did I say that? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see come in the mouth of the dragon, out the mouth of the beast, out the mouth of the false prophet. Three, yeah, three unclean spirits like frogs. Three unclean spirits. You know, sometimes I'll read something. And uh, why three? That, that intrigues me. I wonder why three unclean spirits. Let's see Revelation 18, 2, cross-reference. He cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. We'll that's, won't get into that now. So nevertheless so we, the guy brought up uh, earlier Matthew 13. So he's only got about two and a half minutes left in the show. Let me read Matthew th- uh, 13 some of the stuff. This is starting in uh, verse 24. It talks about the tares and the wheat. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then do we have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No for while you're gathering up the tares you may root up the wheat with them verse 30 allow both to grow together until the harvest and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers first gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up but gather the wheat into my barn so here's a question is the first ones gathered being the tares the same thing as the unclean spirits gathering them to Armageddon I don't know in verse 36 uh, they started asking Jesus could you explain this and he does the one who sows the good seeds the son of man the field is the world the good seed the sons of the kingdom the tares are the sons of the evil one the enemy who sowed them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels now that's significant what is the end of the age there's only two ages in the Bible this age and the age to come so the end of the age will be the end of this age. And he says, So just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send forth his angels and he'll gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness, and throw them into the furnace of fire. Ooh, interesting stuff. It fits in both Amiel, so far, and Premill views. We could talk about it sometime. I can narrow it down even further. But hey, I thought they might be interesting to uh, talk about in the last five minutes of the show. There's the music. i got to get out of here. May the Lord bless you and by His grace. We'll be back on there tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Have a great evening, everyone. God bless.
0: Another program powered by the Truth Network.